Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of Selling Greenville. I am your host, Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina. And just a reminder as always, please go ahead and subscribe to the show, give us a rating, leave us a review, download the episodes, do all of those things so that we can get the show out there to as many people as possible. And as always, as well, my contact information is always in the show notes. You can reach me at any time. My cell phone number is in there. Uh, My email address is in there. Just go ahead and reach out to me, and I'm happy to help you with any real estate needs that you might have. Today, we're going to be talking about buying from a real estate wholesaler and what that entails. And the reason why we're talking about this is because it's something that is becoming uh, increasingly an issue, or I shouldn't say an issue, but it's something that I'm increasingly having to deal with as a realtor. Because there are obviously a lot of homes that are on the market, but some of the best opportunities out there are for homes that are off market. And so we have a bevy of what we call real estate wholesalers who are really focused on the off market deals. And sometimes they can bring deals that are pretty good. I've bought several homes over the years, several properties over the years from wholesalers. And this can be a really good opportunity uh, for you if you're looking to buy, particularly if you're an investor looking to buy. And I have a lot of connections with a lot of wholesalers. So I know uh, a lot of them. I have relationships with a lot of them. And I'm constantly seeing off-market deals through them. And I've had clients that have been able to purchase from them over the years. But we need to answer the question first, what is a wholesaler and why are they there? What What is it that they're doing? And if you already have a lot of experience with this, feel free to turn it off, <laughs> skip to a different episode. Um, but I feel like a lot of my clients that are dealing with wholesalers don't really understand what they're up against and what to expect and what the norms are. So I feel like it's it's important for us to go ahead and get out in front of this. So what is a real estate wholesaler? The short version is this. The real estate wholesaler is someone who basically finds a motivated seller, someone who is willing to sell a property for less than it's worth, and they're able to offer them something that a realtor would not be able to offer them. For instance, maybe to close in two weeks. And a realtor might say, well, we might be able to close in two weeks, but they can't necessarily promise that. A wholesaler might attempt at least to make that promise. Hey, we can close on this in two weeks. It'll be a smooth transaction. There won't be a bunch of showings. It'll be really straightforward. And then you'll have your money. You won't have to pay any closing costs. This will be the actual amount that you'll walk away with at closing. That is the typical sales pitch from the wholesaler. And so the seller, the person selling this property, the reason why they would do that, why they would sell their property for less than it's worth to this wholesaler is because, you know, maybe they um, have have had issues in the past selling or maybe they've got uh, a bunch of stuff that they have to to take care of and they don't want to go through the hassle of listing it, having people walk through their home or whatever the case may be. And the wholesaler is offering them something of value by making a smooth transaction. Well, the wholesaler may or may not tell them this, but the ultimate goal of the wholesaler is not to actually purchase the property, but to pass it off to someone else. And they use the old model of real estate brokering that was when when realtors first came into the business 
uh, on Wall Street way back in the day, they used this model where basically they would find someone looking to sell a house and they would say, all right, how much are you looking to sell this property for? $100,000? Okay. I will find you a buyer for $100,000. And then that realtor would go and find a buyer for $110,000. And then the realtor would pocket the difference. Now we uh, do it more on a commission basis, which is better for most sellers. But wholesalers are still using that old model where basically now they're going out and they're trying to secure a buyer for, uh, for more than what they have it under contract for. And then they pocket the difference. Now, I mentioned before that sometimes a wholesaler may or may not tell the seller that they are doing this. A lot of wholesalers, they call themselves investors. And they'll go to a seller they'll be like, hey, I own an investment company and we buy a bunch of properties and we notice yours and we're curious if you'd like to, to sell it to us. We can close in a couple of weeks, all cash. It'll be a smooth transaction. And the seller is like, yeah, that'd be great. So then the wholesaler gets under contract, and then the wholesaler says, I need to come back in to the property with some of my partners, and we need to uh, completely inspect everything. There's going to be a lot of different people that are going to walk through, and the seller says, okay, whatever, and then they bring a bunch of people through um, that aren't actually their partners. They're people that they hope to sell it to, and the wholesaler brings these people through. They collect their offers, and then they have a separate contract that's then basically says that we are assigning the contract between the seller and the wholesaler to a new buyer, and that contract is being assigned for this amount. So again, the example before, the contract between the seller and the wholesaler might be for 100000 and then the contract between the wholesaler and the actual buyer is for 110000 you get to the closing table, the $10,000 goes to the wholesaler or whatever, less, you know, there might be closing costs or whatever, but he gets the $10,000, the seller gets $100,000, the buyer pays $110,000, and then obviously there are closing costs and whatnot, but then that's how all that money gets dispersed. Um, that's basically how it happens. Now, the the... Wholesalers do provide some value in, in the marketplace from the standpoint of they are bringing kind of quick transactions to the table. Obviously, if a house is listed, there are a lot of processes that, uh, that go into that. And so I understand why some people would be willing to sell their house for thousands of dollars less than it might be worth to list it on the open market. Um so that they can just have a, a quicker transaction with a wholesaler. Unfortunately, there's a lot of shady wholesalers in the area. I'm not going to get into all of that right now. Um, but it's not always the best thing for the seller to uh, to go through a wholesaler. It might actually not be as smooth of a transaction as they think. But that's usually the sales pitch that they're getting. Now, we are looking at this from the standpoint of you potentially buying a property, potentially from a wholesaler. So what does that look like? I've done this several times, and like I said, I've helped clients buy them. Here's what you can expect. First off, we're going to start with looking at the house. You're going to usually have one opportunity to look at the property. Usually it's an open house style walkthrough. 
and you need to do all of your due diligence during that walkthrough. So you really need to have your contractor handy. If you don't have a contractor that's flexible, dump your contractor, get a new contractor. You need a flexible contractor that isn't just booked out for weeks and weeks and weeks, can actually go to, you know, with a day or two's notice, can can go to look at a property and walk through it. Um, you're going to have that single walkthrough, open house style inspection. And listen, if you're the type of person that needs to do tons and tons of due diligence, if you're the type of person that wants to have a full home inspection and a CL100, which is your termite moisture inspection, and you want to test for radon and do all of these things, don't don't even bother. Don't even mess around with a wholesaler. It's not going to work out. You're not going to be able to do that. You need to have a contractor that can look at it and make a quick decision, can basically give you some quick numbers based on, on looking at a handful of things. Maybe take a glance in the crawl space, look in there, glance at the roof, look up there, look around the house, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not going to be able to do a full due diligence that you would be able to if you were buying from a home that's on the market. And and again, that's part of the appeal to the seller is that they don't have to go through all of that. Now, one thing that's extremely commonplace at these open house style uh, inspections, showings, whatever you want to call them, is oftentimes there are just cars lined up. I mean, if it's a good deal you're probably going to be walking through the house with like 30 or 40 other people. I've run into this multiple times. It's frustrating, but it's something that happens a lot. We we uh, had one recently where apparently there was a guy that w- that started to threaten some of the other people that were there, you know, trying to to make them not interested in the house or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Keep to yourself if you go to one of these, keep your thoughts to yourself. Don't talk in front of the of tenants or in front of the seller or whatever you want to keep your thoughts to yourself because you don't know what the wholesaler has told these people the whole a lot of these wholesalers don't tell them the whole uh, the full story exactly what they're doing and you may end up messing up the whole deal by by spewing you know spewing off and saying whatever it is off the top of your head you got to be careful with that and we've had some situations where some people have uh, said a little bit more than they should have at these walkthroughs. Um, so there's oftentimes going to be a lot of people. You you can't let that discourage you. You have to, you know, you, you still have to look at it. And it's still worth putting in an offer sometimes, uh, you, you know, even if you lose out on it. I've had situations where I put offers in, I lose out on it, but then the original offer falls through. And because of my relationship with the wholesaler, the wholesaler comes back to me and says, hey, you know what? The guy I was working with was just jerking my chain. Um, I want to work with you. I know that your offer wasn't nearly as high as their offer, but I know that you'll get the deal done. And then in those cases, I have gotten the deal done. And so um, it's always worth it even if there's a ton of people, to still look at it, to still walk through, to still see what you're dealing with. And then usually you put an offer that's like a verbal offer. So this is very different than uh, for houses listed. As a realtor, uh, I never ex- talk, I never talk in the world of verbal offers. I mean, I might text back and forth with the realtor and say, hey, um, my client is willing to do this. But it's not, nothing's been accepted until everything is in writing. For wholesalers, they operate 
uh, a little bit more by the seat of their pants, flying by the seat of their pants. They, they like to do a lot of things verbally. And then ultimately, they will put it in writing. But if you're, again, a detailed person, you will not be happy with the contract that they send. I mean, the wholesaler contracts that I've seen, almost all of them are terrible. I dealt with one recently that was one page, hardly had any information on there. I had to write some stuff in, and um, it, it, it was something else. I, I cannot believe, you know, in South Carolina, you can write a real estate contract on a napkin. You know, it, it just, it has to be in writing, but the actual verb verbiage of it, um, you know, isn't that important uh, as long as the person doesn't take you to court. Um, but a lot of wholesalers, they, they don't have a lot of language on their, uh, on their contract that protects anyone. And that's just, unfortunately, the way they do it. I don't know why it's not beneficial for them. I think that they want to keep things maybe simple for the seller, you know, not make it like a 13 page contractor that the seller has to look through and, and start freaking out about. If they just have a one-page contract and you have a seller that's wanting things to be uh, quick and easy, seller looks at that and says, oh, okay, well, this is simple. This is exactly what I was hoping for. Um, so it's good from that standpoint, I guess, but really it's it's not good. I would prefer, you know, at least a few pages that kind of spell things out. Most wholesalers, they don't do that, and you're not going to be able to get them to do that. Again, if you're a very analytical engineer type of mind and you need to to see every all the terms spelled out in the contract working with a wholesaler probably isn't going to be uh the best arrangement for you um you'll have to put down almost certainly a non-refundable earnest money deposit now uh this didn't used to be quite as much the case as it is now the the market has really shifted i guess because it's more of a seller's market to make it more appealing and to be more careful uh to ensure that they don't have people just you know like i said jerking their chain uh, a lot of wholesalers now are requiring several thousand dollars of non-refundable earnest money some up to i've seen up to five thousand dollars non-refundable and that can be a tough thing to do but again um you have to be decisive. You have to know right away, okay, this is the property that I want for this price. If I get it for this price, then I'll put down the money, right? That's the way you have to be going into it. You can't be wishy-washy. If you're at all wishy-washy, then don't even put in the offer to begin with because you don't want to be in a situation where you're disputing over non-refundable earnest money or earnest money that you uh, had put in writing that was non-refundable not a good situation to be in, but you need to understand that pretty much all the wholesalers right now are requiring that. That's pretty standard practice, even though it's not standard practice for homes that are listed on the market in the MLS. Maybe that will shift. Maybe we'll start seeing more of a shift to that model if the seller's market continues. Uh, but up to this point, we haven't. Not, not with homes that are listed on the market by a realtor. And of course, um, you'll need to be able to come up with the money quickly. A lot of wholesalers don't require you to, to provide proof of funds, although I always do that for my clients if they're submitting an offer to a wholesaler just to show that it's legitimate. Um, but a lot of wholesalers, they aren't going to require that, but they will want you to close very quickly. They will expect that you're closing with cash. Now, I did a wholesale deal recently that I purchased that um, there was a long enough period. They, the wholesaler uh, had it under contract for about a month, 
And so because of that, that gave me enough time to secure financing on the property. I could have bought it with cash if I needed to, but um, I had enough time that I was able to go through a credit union that was able to um, to uh, finance the deal. And that's very, very unusual. Usually the wholesalers want to close in 10 to 14 days, likely not going to be enough time for you to secure any type of traditional financing of any sort. And so you need to have the cash or be able to come up with the cash in order to do that quick closing. Um, and then you get to the closing table. And here is probably the worst part of dealing with a wholesaler is you never know what you're going to deal with when you get to the closing table. And oftentimes there is closing table drama. And the reason is because uh, a lot of wholesalers are, are uh, again, a, a bit shady, a bit shifty, perhaps greedy. I don't want to judge, but um, but I've seen this. Um and uh, there have been times, and I, and I think I've referenced this in previous podcasts, but where the wholesaler is actually making more money than the seller. And, the, the, you know, sometimes a wholesaler doesn't even show up to closing. And it's just the seller and the buyer who have never met before. The seller maybe doesn't even know that there is a different buyer than the wholesaler he's been dealing with. And so here they get the settlement statement. The seller looks at it and the seller says, I'm selling this house to you for for 30 or 40 thousand dollars and you're buying it for 80 and the wholesaler is pocketing the difference and there have been deals that have fallen apart at the closing table thankfully none that i've been a part of but there i've heard plenty of stories of deals that have fallen apart at the closing table because the wholesaler was not upfront with the seller about that um it, it can be irritating to the buyer i always encourage my buyer clients hey you're getting a deal on this, right? You didn't find this property. The wholesaler found the property, and there's value to that. Um, the the property that I just purchased that I referenced that I uh, bought from a wholesaler and I financed, the wholesaler, these are cheap properties, all right? And the wholesaler made over $30,000 on it. And you know what? Some people would be like, man, that that's insulting to me that he made $30,000 on that. That's such a huge percentage of, of my purchase price. But you know, I didn't bat an eye because he brought me a good deal and I was happy with that. I couldn't have found that deal on my own. I, I didn't have the relationship with the seller that he had. And you know what? It It's worth the $30,000 in my opinion. He, he brought value to the table. He made the deal happen. And you know what? It, it is what it is. Do I wish that I had saved that $30,000? Absolutely. But at the end of the deal, I didn't know that seller. I didn't find that property. And if $30,000 is, uh, is what that wholesaler uh, makes in order to provide that value, I think that it's worth it. That's just my opinion. Um, but there is frequently closing table drama when there's a wholesaler involved. The, the good wholesalers, they'll all sit in the same room, kind of like a realtor, with the whole, with the seller, with the buyer, and make sure that everything goes smoothly. But I've seen it done a whole lot of different ways. I've seen it where the wholesaler doesn't show up at all, and it's just the seller and the buyer, and then the wholesaler collects his check later. I've seen it where the, the wholesaler uh, and the seller go into one room, and then the buyer goes to another room, or where they each sign their documents at different times. There's all sorts of ways that they do it. And no matter how you skin the cat, um, it, it's it's going to feel a little bit shady. It's going to be a little bit awkward. 
but this is just the way it is. And, and unfortunately, this is usually the time when the seller realizes that they made a mistake that they probably should have just listed it with a realtor, but it's too late at that point. Um, they could technically back out, but then they know that there's going to be a much longer process for them waiting for their money. Um, there's, you know, obviously the possibility of litigation if the wholesaler or, and or the buyer were to, were to try to come after them. Um, so it, it's usually at that point, not worth it for the seller. And so the wholesaler is willing to kind of take the risk at the closing table that, that, um, that, you know, it might actually fall apart because by that point, by the time it gets there, the wholesaler is in the the position of power at that point and the buyer is as well and the seller if the seller doesn't like what he sees there's not a whole lot that he can do at that point but there are deals that are out there i i because i've connected and i've networked with a lot of wholesalers around here i'm seeing deals every week that are uh decent deals that are good every now and then i'll see a deal that's great that's the one one that i purchased recently i've helped some of my clients purchase ones that are great um, just depending on, on what type of properties they're looking for. And so, um, these wholesalers that are out there, they can do a good job. A lot of them, um, don't fully understand what the market is like. They think that they're presenting you a good deal when they're really not. And I'll, I'll have that happen where uh, a wholesaler will text me about uh, a deal that's out there. And then he'll keep texting me about it. You know, I'll get a text a couple days later and then a couple days after that. And it's very clear that nobody is interested in this property because it's not a good deal. Shouldn't even be wasting his time. Should just pass it off to a realtor and have the realtor list it. Um, but that's the way the market is right now. Everyone is trying to get their hands in the cookie jar. Wholesalers, if the deal is remotely good, they're trying to get someone to, to buy it, get someone to snag on it. Um, and every now and then I see one that really fits the profile for what my sellers are looking for. And I present that to them at that time. And then we kind of take it from there. Me as a realtor, I still can, can handle the whole process from start to finish. If there's a wholesaler involved, I can still represent the buyer. Uh, we have to negotiate with the wholesaler, whether my commission is going to be paid by, the buyer at closing, whether that's going to come out of the the um, wholesaler's commission. Obviously, it's a lot less interesting of an offer to the wholesaler if um, if if the buyer uh, is expecting him to pay my commission. Um, I have some clients that um, when they flip houses, they uh, use me as their listing agent, and so if there's a situation where there's a really competitive uh, wholesale opportunity out there. There's a lot of competition, other people wanting the property. There are some situations where I'm okay with just kind of connecting the buyer with the wholesaler. Maybe I'll just submit the verbal offer to the wholesaler. And then if it's accepted, then I just connect the buyer and the wholesaler. And I don't do anything as a realtor because I know that on the back end, I'm going to get a commission when my client then flips that house and sells it. So there are some creative solutions like that um, in order to ensure that someone gets the property, that, that you get the property if you're looking to buy it, um, even with me involved as a realtor. I, I just have to be careful 
because if I do my job as a realtor, I have to be compensated for it because my firm has to be compensated because they are the ones that are insuring me in case I get sued. So there's a lot of different things involved like that. Um, So at the end of the day, I either have to fully represent as a realtor and be fully compensated or not represent at all. Um, For all of my clients that use me, I'm always happy to give free advice. I have to give free advice all the time. And I do that uh, frequently for a lot of my clients in these situations. So all of that to say, if you're looking at investment properties, I will obviously look for you and get you set up on an automatic search in the MLS for what's actually on the market, but I'll also be scouring what's off-market. And when there are off-market opportunities, I will always present those to you if they fit your criteria. Because I want to make sure that my clients have all the properties available for them to assess on their own. And maybe none of the wholesale opportunities are good ones for them, but every now and then one of them works out. It's not very often, but it happens from time to time. And I feel like with my network that I'm able to provide uh, as many of those wholesale opportunities as are pretty much out there. And also because I have relationships with the wholesalers, I can kind of tell my clients, okay, this guy's a little bit shadier than the other guy. This guy does it well. This guy doesn't. Um, I know this guy. He owes me a favor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of, of, of things that are kind of going on in the background with the wholesale deal as well. Uh, that I can for sure assist with. That's all for today's episode. Obviously, if you have any questions, let me know. If you're interested in investing in real estate, if you're just getting into it, or if you've been in, in it for a while, but you need a realtor, I'm your guy. Give me a shout. All my contact information is in the show notes. Love you guys. Stay safe and enjoy the nice cool weather outside.